Thursday night, and you know what that means. Game night. Let's go to the game closet and get our favorite boards out and have some fun. As long as we don't accidentally film it and put it out in theaters. (laughs) This week we're talking about child's playthings that should never be made into movies. It's Top 10 Thursdays, and I'm your host, Sean Lemming. Joining me as always is... John Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Carstens. And guys, we all play board games. Not we're not hardcore. We don't get like the European ones like Carcassonne or Sellers of Catan. Or... We pretty much play Monopoly, Risk, Apples to Apples, Scrabble, <laughs> Scrabble. Well, if I can ever convince you guys to play Scrabble, yeah, it's been a while. You guys are like pros now because of Words with Friends. Yeah, I get my fix with Words with Friends. I don't really like feel the need to play Scrabble anymore. But Words with Friends is pretty different from Scrabble because you can just bullshit out words as much as you want until <laughs> one goes through. Yeah. You, you're asked to get smashed in Scrabble <laughs> if you try to do that. Anyways, I think we should explain what we mean by child's play things because that's such a weird term we're using. So I guess we mean basically board games. Um, toys. <laughs> yeah, toys. A- anything from your youth that you remember and enjoyed. I, I guess we're doing video games too, but only to... old video yeah, games. Yeah, super old ones. Games that really didn't have a narrative that were basically, you know, is similar to board games in that they're just they were games. Although I think stories. You yeah? could probably just say no video game should be made into a movie because most video games nowadays basically are movies, but you're in control of them. It's like it's like downgrading them to make it into a movie. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and we're doing this in honor of or dishonor of Battleship. Ah, uh, yes, total dishonor, which is being released into theaters this week and has aliens. Yeah, I don't recall from the board game. <laughs> well, you you didn't get the. The new version of the board game that they came out with this year. Is that true? Probably. How could they not? How could they not put out a new Battleship board game where, I don't know, it like makes alien sounds or something when you put a piece down? <laughs> That's an excellent imitation of an alien. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> uh, so the first one on our list is a video game, and it's Asteroids. Which, if you never played video games as a child, is a game where you play as a spaceship that's kind of shaped like a triangle. Kind of. And uh, you spin around, and you shoot asteroids. Shoot at asteroids. That's true. You don't shoot asteroids out of your triangle ship. You shoot lasers. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, and here's, here's, here's the scoop. Here's, here's what I found on the web. In July 2009, it was revealed that Universal Studios had won the rights to adapt the game into a film. Matthew Lopez will write the script, and Lorenzo D. Bonaventura, Bonaventura will be producing. Uh, Lorenzo D. Bonaventura, in the past, produced uh, the Transformers trilogy, uh, Doom, 
and both of the G.I. Joe movies. Absolutely. Very reassuring. <laughs> of course. Now, there's no story to Asteroids, but I suppose it does have action and spaceships and stuff. Okay, so here's how I imagine Asteroids, right? Okay, so you got this ship, and it's got the new recruits on it, right? The little shits that don't know what they're doing. And they're with their higher commander, probably played by someone like uh, Dennis Quaid. Bruce Willis. Uh, or Bruce Willis. I see Dennis Quaid more because I feel like it's going to be so expensive, they're not going to have enough money to also hire Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah. And so they go out, and, and they get lost in the asteroid field, and they like, lose connection. And maybe, maybe there's aliens. If they made asteroids, do you think they'd put aliens in it? Probably. It'd be weird if, like, the protagonist was just a field of asteroids. Maybe the asteroids are. You say the protagonist? Are we rooting for the asteroids? That's that's who I'm rooting for. I don't (laughs) know about you guys. Maybe. (laughs) Well, if it's Dennis Quaid, then yes, because I haven't cared about him in years. Oh, there's got to be, like, that one young, spunky. I don't know, recruit that's like, let's kick some ass. Toroids. Eh? No. No. That could be like that. That could be the tagline for the movie. Let's kick some ass. Pretty raunchy tagline. Well, they'll they'll just spell it like regular asteroids. It's just, let's kick some asteroids. Yeah. They can get away with that. I don't think they want to get much more than PG 13. They don't want to put a pause in there. No. No, that pause could undo the entire franchise. Or a hyphen. Yeah, because when Kick-Ass came out, it just ruined the world. The we never We're talking about children's games, Sean. Yeah, children's Sean. play. So things. what's sweet about the Asteroids movie is you can totally do like the deep impact opening with like, oh my god, there's an asteroid heading for the Earth. All civilization will be wiped out. And then the pilot in this sweet spaceship came up I got this one, Captain. And he just blows that fucker up. And that's just the beginning of the movie. It goes downhill from... Th- I mean, I presume downhill from there. But that, that'd be a pretty sweet opening, right? You could just... I like, feel like it'd be like they see one asteroid coming to the Earth, and the guy goes through it, and he blows it up, and then there's a whole like field of them going. He's like, there are so many asteroids! You idiot! And one just blows them up, and they're just like, oh... Humanity's fucked. Yeah, that's let's call it Dennis Quaid. <laughs> I never had any reason to believe the asteroids would be heading towards Earth, though. It's like they gotta. Well, well they have to. it's pretty stupid if they're just like, well, there's asteroids, let's blow them up. <laughs> but they're like, oh, <laughs> part of the alien conspiracy. <laughs> oh, okay. The alien ships that look like asteroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. And then they get out in their cyber suits. <laughs> cyber suits? Gotta have cyber suits. Cyber suits. Dennis Quaid gets out in his cyber suit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is this war fought in so this, cyberspace? So this is basically Space Battleship, the movie. <laughs> Because that's what it looks like, at least from trailers for Battleship. They're aliens in robot suits. Well, if it's sci-fi, they're going to put aliens in it. Because you need to have, like, a face for the enemy. You can't just have it be a force. <laughs> or it could be, like, uh... I... No, 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 that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the asteroid's, like, alive. <laughs> like, the soul of some other creature got into the asteroid. Or this is like a new asteroid that they haven't discovered. A new that's, species of asteroid. That's a, that's a living thing. <laughs> no, I don't think you go with the souls. Like, they have the souls that's not, of people. That's not realistic enough. Like, <laughs> like Dennis Quaid's father is like, what asteroid? His soul is in him so he can't blow it up. I, he, I'd be down. played by? I'd be down with that if, uh, if you Quaid's could father, put some see. science behind it. Like, they discover that. Like souls actually do. 
So the, the, the thing they don't tell you. I uh, need some midi chlorian shit in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the solution we always come up with, with for an asteroid falling towards the Earth in movies is let's blow it up. But that's the dumbest thing you could actually do with an asteroid because then you it just blows up and then a bunch of asteroids hit the Earth. Well, yeah, but what you actually do is you just push it out of the way and then it can't hit the Earth. But yeah. that would make such a lame movie. But if you blow it up into smaller pieces, won't they burn up in that? If they're really small, but I mean, I think that's how this movie's got to be, though. They're like, because that's what asteroids is. They in the game it, they break apart and you got to blow up the smaller yeah. pieces. So that's what they're gonna do for the movie. Well, how do you know they, they're, it, they're not gonna make it like the like the? No, game. they are. Yeah, they're they would. Be in they the get spaceships and they're gonna be spinning around, the Earth flying out of control, <laughs> trying to blow up all the tiny ones. I don't know about you guys, but, but my asteroids experience was just spinning out of control and then getting killed by like the little pieces of something I just blew up. I don't know about you guys, but this sounds pretty good. Yes, guys. I like the part about Dennis Quaid's father inhabiting the essence of the... So that's why he can't blow it up. Yeah, yeah that's right. So is that why like, it, the movie ends? Because it's like game over? <laughs> It ends at a. It has a bad ending. Like everyone he just dies. Crashes into it. Yeah. I and can't then, do it. I can't kill my. Because no one has anyone beat asteroids. Can you beat it, or <laughs> oh, do you just go for? A, do you or do you go for a high score? I uh, well, with these old arcade games, what does happen is eventually it just craps out. You get what's called a kill screen, where you just go as far as it could go. I, I don't know if asteroids is one of the games like that, but that could be the case where it does have just a, an ending. So would this would this uh, movie have a kill screen or a game over? Game over being that everyone dies. <laughs> kill screen being like the movie is in mid progress and it just <laughs> you have to give it more money to see the rest of the movie. <laughs> Usher comes down the aisle with a little hat. <laughs> it's like a collection plate. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, you have to leave. Well, this, I think this will make the list. For some reason, I don't know. It's I, well, for it me. sounds kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, the way we would talk. No, it doesn't. What am I talking about? Can Nick Nolte awful. play Dennis Quaid's father? Is <laughs> yes. he old enough? <laughs> uh, <laughs> better be careful. You'll be an asteroid like me. See, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, he. Not if he narrates it though. That'd be, that'd be way too gravelly. Well, it's going to be hard to rank these at all yet, so I think we just got to go through them all because yeah. we don't have too many. Yeah, this is probably the most battleshipped of of, <laughs> of the of the ones on this list. It's, it's literally just there's a very basic conflict where one thing is trying to take out another thing, and you have to make up a whole plot to surround that. So let's move ahead to something a little lighter. What, what's the projected release date on that? Well, I don't know. The, no. the rights were bought. That yeah. could mean nothing. They're just, just at this point, they're just not letting anyone else make an asteroids movie. Universal Studios, yeah, they want to make sure. Maybe they did that to say, like, as a good thing. It's, it's progress. It's something. No, I, I don't, don't think so. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Universal I, cares so much about the asteroids property that they're protecting it from being made into a movie. They'll see how popular Battleship is, and they'll take it from there. Yeah. So let's move ahead. Okay. Candyland, the Milton Bradley board game where you must find the lost king of Candyland. Uh, really? Is so, that what it is? Is that the end of the board? You found the king? I'm pretty sure. Well, it's part of the game. All I, all I recall is that you need to be able to count. 
You need minimal <laughs> counting ability. I don't even think you need to count. You just need to know your colors. Basically, this is a game for babies. I remember playing this game when I was like four years old and just being like, this sucks. This is a game. I mean, I, I felt like I was too old for it back then. So that's why I find it so strange that they'd even consider making a Candy Land movie because the target audience is like two-year-olds or something. Yeah, I feel like there weren't actual obstacles on the board. You just went down the path and you won just by being the guy who could roll the dice best. <laughs> uh, God, don't you guys know anything about Candy Land? There's no dice. Inform us, Daisy, please. You flip the cards and you get a color. And then you move to the closest spot that is that color. So it's entirely luck? Well, yeah. (laughs) You just draw cards and keep moving? Yeah, but there's traps. There's like the... Oh, there's this badass-looking licorice dude. He's like... Captain. No, Lord Licorice. Lord Licorice. Okay. (laughs) He'll get you hell stuck. It's chocolate mud or something. Floppy. Floppy. John knows. I know the characters, I just don't remember the game well because I haven't played it since I was four years old and back then I thought it was really stupid. Anyways, here's the here's the so rumor. Is this, is this like a hard R? <laughs> yes, this is a hard R. Here's the rumor. On January 31st, 2012, it's a very specific date, it was announced <laughs> that Columbia Pictures, Happy Madison, and Adam Sandler were in final negotiations to develop the film with Sandler starring and co-writing the screenplay with Robert Smigel. Uh. The uh, I think they also worked on uh, don't work or don't mess with the Zohan together. Triumph. Yeah, of course Robert Smigel is known as Triumph. Well, what I find so weird about Adam Sandler wanting to make this movie is, first of all, I guess this will be this has to be a family film. It's not going to be hard art. But who the hell would Adam Sandler play? Like, is he going to play? Okay, King so Kennedy? Adam Sandler is he could, like he could play play all the villains. Oh God, he plays multiple <laughs> roles. Or all the characters. You can't play the fat uh, gloppy, though. Why he's not? All fat. It's got to be Kevin James, James has to, man. He's supposed to play gloppy. Because <laughs> he's, he's fat. He gets fat casted all the time. And, uh, but I don't know what it would be about. I feel like it'd have to be animated. Or it could be like Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. It's like a combination of CG and live action. I don't. I feel like Adam Sandler's not putting that much effort in. I don't know. I kind of like to see Adam Sandler in all these different roles. He made that one kids movie. Eight Crazy Men. Bedtime Stories. Yeah, that one. I don't remember. That was a roaring success. <laughs> so I suppose the movie about the King of Candyland being lost, or I thought that was wasn't that? I thought that was the story. Well, they could the they could totally do you know like an Alice in Wonderland type story where you know Kevin James, Adam Sandler, and I don't know Molly Ringwald, someone weird that they just throw in there, <laughs> or like yeah. in the throes of Arrested Development, you know, just I eat candy all the time and girls are weird, and then they all get thrown into the magical candy land through some I don't know whatever magic you want to throw in there, and then you know so. Are Adam Sandler playing the guys that you're just talking about who are like girls who are weird? <laughs> yes. Are they like. But they're grown up. Oh. But they're still like. Or they could children. be kids with uh, their adult heads on the bodies. <laughs> of course, that is an option. That's a <laughs> strange route to go. I like how really we're trying tricky. to make it Because kids aren't funny. <laughs> well, Adam Sandler's really funny. Oh, yeah. 
I suppose this probably would be CGI. Super CGI. I don't know. It's just probably going to be some kids, and they're like, we need to find the King Candyland. They meet all these stupid, dumbass characters. Maybe there's some like songs or something. I feel like there definitely has to be some... You know, here's like, a licorice song. Yeah, here we go. There has to be some reality, and then they get magically put into like the candy cane forest or something. Maybe they're like living Jum- in a it's world. Like Jumanji. They're living in a world where the health nuts have finally won, and candy is totally outlawed, and only you eat vegetables now. In a That's world. That's it. In a world without candy, <laughs> one man had a dream. <laughs> and I don't know. He like opens up at a, some sort of candy shop. No. So it's like Mr. McGordon's Wonderborium, but with candy. I was afraid this would happen. No, he goes to war, and he takes over our country, and he calls it Candyland, and that's the only place in the whole world where there's candy anymore. I like this. That's all right. Is this still Adam Sandler? Yes. He's the great dictator of Candyland. King Candy, or whatever you guys are saying he's called. And all the other characters. And I don't know. And I guess... Candyland 2, after they've already won, they can have, like, some revolution. <laughs> candy revolution. <laughs> well, that uh, sounds fascinating. Thinking really far ahead on this one. <laughs> oh, and, I wonder who, yeah. And, then, of course, Candyland 3 is where they accidentally end the world with, like, a nougat bomb. <laughs> <laughs> is this for kids? <laughs> Well, the, you know, a lot the, of political overtones. The, the kids grow up with the movies. So the first, you know, like the Harry Potter series, the first one's pretty kid-friendly, but by the third one, it's definitely PG-13. Guys, a franchise? <laughs> well, I really, I appreciate the work you put into this. It's very fascinating, though I doubt it, anything like that could ever be made. Um, but interesting to think about, and I wonder who Rob Schneider will play. Uh, Do you want I, to move ahead? I would tell you if I knew any of the characters, but there's only like four characters, right? There's Gloppy, uh, Lord Licorice. You could be Lord Licorice. Uh, King Candy, uh, Lolly, and Princess. Uh, something about frosting. Played by Molly Ringwald, according like to Molly Sean. For some reason, which makes no sense. <laughs> But I suppose she. You know, she's still alive. She's she still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. That's a compelling <laughs> argument for her to be in this movie. But let's let's move ahead to another beloved children's game, Don't Wake Daddy. Now, this was one that I never really got to play, but I've always wanted to. Still, I want to play this game because commercials make it look like a lot of fun. Does anyone have any experience playing this? I have. Played I played it. Daddy, yeah. It was like the scariest thing ever as yeah, far as I recall. Like, this has to be a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. See, that's the thing, though. This ga- It's a game for kids, and now you're going to alienate them? <laughs> well, yeah, but kids these days like don't they no. don't play board games. This and, is for our generation, yeah, basically. Like This is for like the kids that are like, oh, 90s? That's cool. Yeah, I remember that. Yo, post this on Facebook, man. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But, like, you know, this is this is like horror with, like, a little bit of comedy, but then it's, like, really violent, so it's... Oh, man, it's <laughs> Wait, are you suggesting Daddy kills the children? <laughs> well, this is like... Son, I told you to go to bed. <laughs> now you die. 
I imagine this is like like that stepdad movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't wake up your father. He's been at work all day. He'll be so angry. And then, the, you know, in the trailer, there's the the one shot where the dad just goes, whoosh, like, straight Sit up. straight bed. up, just like in the board game. He's <laughs> like, ah! And everyone in the theater's like, woo! Yeah, get him, daddy. So the question is, who plays daddy? Uh, uh, how about Jason Bateman? No. Scary. I'm Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty intimidating. Pretty scary, and he has a lot of experience playing a father. <laughs> yeah, like there's definitely scenes where he's like super nice, you know. Yeah, like, like he's he's putting on his Malcolm of, Malcolm in the middle face. Yeah, and then, but like, he's got this job where he's got to get up really early in the morning. <laughs> That has to be like really like arduous job too, like sheet metal worker or something. Is this all in one night? Is he like wake up? No, no, every- no, 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 no. What happens is the kids keep waking up every night, driving him more and more insane as every night passes, and he's woken up until he just goes beyond the breaking point and has to destroy his family. Is there a? Is he a single parent? I don't think so. I think I think, I think God have the mother to sacrifice herself for the children. <laughs> maybe. Maybe the maybe they did have both parents, but then he like killed the mother, and the, but they didn't know about that, and they yeah. found out later. Yeah, I like that. All right. So, don't wake daddy. An erotic thriller. <laughs> What's erotic? What's erotic if the mother's already dead? I don't know. It's like. He's just trying to sleep. He's not trying to sleep with anything. (laughs) He just took it way too far. Damn you, John. Sorry, I ruined ruined the good fun. The good clean fun that was Don't Wake Daddy. What's that sound? Don't Wake Daddy. I'm so afraid. Don't Wake Daddy. He's coming for me. Don't Wake Daddy in theaters. Daddy! (laughs) If you wake him, you will never wake up. Because nice. you're already awake. I mean, like, <laughs> don't sleepwalk into his room and wake him up. If you wake him, you'll never get to go back to bed. I don't know. We joked about making a "Don't Wake Daddy" like fake trailer a long time ago. I haven't given up on that. <laughs> well, I don't know, but we'll see. There's no real rumor to make this a movie, right? No. <laughs> Way better than Candyland. Not yet. Not until we make our version. Let's buy the rights. Alright, so we can move ahead to Hot Wheels. So, here's the web rumor. On June 17th, 2011, it was announced that Legendary Pictures is developing a movie based on Hot Wheels due to the success of Fast Five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Alright, so I had some fond memories of Hot Wheels going through the loop-de-loops. Paul had, my brother had a pretty elaborate Hot Wheels set, and he like customized his own tracks, make it really extreme and intense. What I wonder about Hot Wheels, would it be a movie about racing or like daredevils? Like, I'm gonna go through the loop-de-loop, don't go through the loop-de-loop. Why not just go all the way and have them be like some sort of special task force that fights crime using race cars like that's the way they want to go right if they're... But, but but they're using uh real cars that's the thing this isn't about people that get shrunken down and drive uh, i am i imagine this is about kids that like are in this like 
super competitive Hot Wheels league. So it's literally. So they're playing. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. But it's not. They're not playing. It's like people die. So this is just street racing. So this is the Fast and the Furious so, one. What about the loop to loop? I don't get what makes us Hot Wheels. The thing about Hot Wheels is it's cars, but they're small and they're on track. Well, the obvious thing that someone would do is make it like a, like a real, like a literally a Fast and the Furious ripoff with like real cars. No, yeah. I I don't think they do real cars. I think they do. You know, like speed racer type cars where That's they, what I they transform the guys' jets yeah. in the back and doing, you know, loop de loop. That because I agree with John. That's a, I, when I think of Hot Wheels, I think of like starting with the little spinning thing that shoots you out real fast, and then you go through the loop de loop. That's that's my Hot Wheels memory. Yeah, wouldn't that be so sweet? There's like the countdown, and they get launched out of that launching thing. <laughs> do, 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 do. Is this like in a hella futuristic setting? It's got to be hella futuristic. Sounds like it's like F-Zero, kind of. (laughs) Like, they're going so fast. There could be, like, aliens in it, too. Sure, why not? There's aliens in it. It sounds like it stars a younger guy, so I'm going to go for, like, a Shia LaBeouf. Can't we just... Does it have to be Shia LaBeouf? He's not going to stay young forever, Sean. (laughs) But I thought he was. That was the thing we were talking about. He just has a little kid face. Yeah, but, but he'll he's have gonna it get forever. Like, he's gonna get kind of like fat and bald. Yeah, it'll look weird. Can we literally just make this the next Speed Racer movie and put Emil Hirsch in it? <laughs> I'm not very creative. I'd still <laughs> rather see that than anything with Shia LaBeouf. There's got to be other young actors to use. Who's another young actor who's Zac um, Efron? <laughs> Zac Efron. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Yeah, they could both be in it. That make it makes so much money that way. That, that's there. like the who's the bad guy? I guess it's got to be Taylor Lautner and uh, Zach Efron, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like nemeses. So I'm, uh, is is it still just a racing thing? Like, uh, is this, is this legit racing now? Because it's so expensive with the launchers and the loop to loops, right? Yeah. Well, I like the idea of having like the launchers. Like, they're huge and, like, you know, these giant turbine things that spin around. It's hella scary. Hella. Yeah, because if, you, if you're just a little too far off to the side, you just get crushed. And that happens to, you know, Porkins. <laughs> Is he in it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I bet it's, like, fixed, too. Like, Shia LaBeouf's trying to reveal it for what it really is or something. There's got to be some... Is Shia LaBeouf in it also? Man. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I guess he's not. Maybe he can get he could be the guy that gets killed in the beginning. This is Sean's version. He's not gonna be. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna be in it just for like five seconds. That's Porkins. Fine, we'll get Ethan Suffley. Who was it? Oh, Zach Efron. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's and like his dad was maybe one or something. I don't know. Either his dad was a, a racer or his dad is a mechanic. Maybe his dad was a racer, got killed, and then Zach Efron like gave it up. And he's like, I'm done with this. But then he's got to like. Some, someone's like, No, you've got to do this. Yeah, like you got to do it for your father. So he gets back into it years later. Yeah. So he had like a bad wreck, I guess. His dad did. He died. Oh, his dad had a. Maybe bad he wreck. was in the car with him. <laughs> That's a really dumb idea. <laughs> Come on, boy, we're racing. This is a super dangerous car thing. But I'll allow it. It's in their blood. 
God, this just sounds so generic and uninspired. <laughs> yeah, I can think of a dozen movies that are like this. <laughs> but that's what it's going to be like. If they make Hot Wheels, it's going to be derivative of all these other racing movies. What what can they add that's new? The loop-de-loops, that's all they got. <laughs> They're going to have to milk that for all it's worth. There's got to be so many loop-de-loops. <laughs> and, like, sweet jumps. Yeah. Well, the, well, they do one where it's like a loop-de-loop, but there's, like, a gap at the top, and it's like... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Be all That'd be, like, the jumps. final race, and, like, oh. no one's been able to clear it before. There's, like, giant... They, like, go down giant stairs and stuff. Giant stairs? Giant stairs? Why did they build like, giant stairs? Like, for giant stairs. people? <laughs> Is this a universe with giants in it? No, it just it just looks. <laughs> no, no, you sold it. <laughs> They're little people with their little cars racing through a world of giants. See, that's what I I proposed at the beginning. Are they like the slaves of giants? Maybe like maybe you don't you don't maybe this is a twist like at the end. Like Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Like there's yeah. all these hints throughout the movie, like. <laughs> Like they go down this track and it looks like stairs, but it's just kind of the background, you know. And then, and then you find out because like he wins at the end, and then this giant hand comes down and picks it up, and he's like, "Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> that's the shocking twist it's, at the end." They don't they don't like try to fight off the giants or anything. They're just like, "Oh, I." These are my maps. How are they going to fight out? They're like literally like a <laughs> centimeter. Go, go to war, man. Blow them up. Suicide bomber Hot Wheels. This is getting way too complicated. We can look for that in Hot Wheels too, okay, Sean? Uh, okay. Because the kid's got to grow with the subject matter. <laughs> That's how it's got to be. Is this the end of the movie? You're not going to... Two hours in, you're not going to start like this <laughs> war. <laughs> No, no, well, no. In my vision, it's like they just kill this one guy who's been racing them, and then they like drive out, and they like realize all along their whole world has just been this guy's house. And they drive out, and it's this giant city, and there's people everywhere and real cars. And they're like, oh my! But their cars don't cuts. have engines, do they? They're just like <laughs> cars. Just... Are they gonna drop an f bomb? Oh my! F- <laughs> who says oh my fuck? Colin? No one says that. <laughs> Little people, I don't know. <laughs> this is a futuristic universe. The, lang- in the, the fu- language in the future will all be saying, "Oh my!" The fuck. language has evolved. It's evolved. It's a language evolved. Okay, okay, okay. I think we got. I think hot we've taken hot wheels as far as it can. And I like how we go. just we take these to the extreme as That's far the as the idea. Can. Gotta milk it for all it's worth. Speaking of milking it for all it's worth, as if Disneyland hadn't made enough money, the next one on our list is the Magic Kingdom. What's up with this, John? So John Favreau and Walt Disney Pictures uh, plan to produce and release a film concerning a family at Disneyland which finds the theme park characters and attractions coming to life. I still am not entirely sure what that would be. Now, would they go to Disneyland and it's like a night at the museum thing and they all come to life? Like the Walt Disney statue and the country bears and stuff. Or is it like the Haunted Mansion where it's, you know, Disneyland isn't isn't a thing that they know about, right? They like walk into a magical world on accident. But he just said it's like Disneyland and they come to life. Yeah, right? they, they still go to Disneyland and it's still all the Disneyland things. We're like, what the fuck is this? This is, this is suspicious. 
This is unexpected. I thought we were just going to visit this. No, they they go. They're in Disneyland. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? But so, <laughs> so, so it's then Westworld like, then. No, they come to life. Not like they come to life as like killer robots. They're just you know like the country bears would be like real bears, I guess. <laughs> Or something like the movie, The Country Bears. I got gotcha. you. All right, I'm on board. <laughs> and then you got the what are other characters in Disneyland? I, I, like I mean, aside from Disney many. characters, I guess it's just like, like Dumbo and Mickey, yeah, the Splash Mountain Deliverance guys. <laughs> <laughs> should have made that, yeah. See, they should be making that new movie, Splash Mountain. Is that the one that's like really messed up? Is that the Burr Rabbit one? Yeah, I think so. That right, it's like hell scary. <laughs> I imagine that movie's like hella racist and stuff. <laughs> it's like Sonic's of the South. <laughs> I like, I'd like to see the country bears fight the Splash Mountain guys. This should be like really Are they serious. real bears? <laughs> they were in the movie, The Country Bears. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'd really like to see them go head to toe. Like It's like Snow White and the Huntsman. It's like they're taking it really seriously. Like, <laughs> it's a moron. war. And then, like, the family has to go, like, get help from Walt Disney because he's, like, alive now. And he's played by Robert Downey Jr. Is that really <laughs> anti-Semitic? Let me show you the real Disney. Wait, wait, none of you are Jewish, right? <laughs> is that who the bad guy is? He's, he's like, this Jewish guy who's tried to take up the Disney, Disneyland. Jason Siegel. Yeah, Disney's hella going to produce this movie. <laughs> Jason Siegel going to take over Disneyland. He's got the country bears on his side. <laughs> No, no Why are the country bears so what you were, a big part of this movie? What, what you were proposing, it sounds like they're all fighting for... Uh, Survival? Well, like territory. Because they have like the different lands in each yeah. of Disneyland. So each one's trying to take over the other lands until they have all of Disneyland. Uh, let's just assume the country bears are like the most powerful. <laughs> diabolical. <laughs> just trying to so does that mean everything. like C-3PO and R2-D2 are in this movie? I think so. We got Future World. Didn't they change that ride? Did they? That's what? Why, what's like? Does it have generic knockoffs of C three six O? Is it not Star Wars anymore? I, for some reason, I thought it wasn't Star Wars anymore. Still, they got Zorg and Buzz Lightyear and Honey, we shrunk the audience. Honey, we shrunk the audience. Rick Reyes will come to life <laughs> in three D. That part's in three D. Just Rick Moranis is in three D. He just comes out the movie screen. He's like, he's like giant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like what I'm hearing from Magic Kingdom, the movie. <laughs> so, someone else needs to talk right now. I can't even get <laughs> So, what are the other worlds? Was I, it's Tomorrowland. like a Western world. There's... Right? Yeah, that's the that's where they got like Thunder Mountain. Thunder and, Mountain. Uh, I'm not sure what else is there. Ooh. Yeah. See, <laughs> knowledge of Disneyland is. Um. There's like the wild for, one. Yeah. I'm just wild saying we, we kind of forgot about the family. There's a family in this movie. Oh yeah. Whatever. Like there's already a loose <laughs> pitch for an idea. Maybe this family's just caught up in the middle of this. Like yeah, they gotta climb the Matterhorn and everything, and I guess. Pirates of the Caribbean is also in it. Johnny Depp's in it. <laughs> Johnny Depp's in it. I imagine this, so it's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
but it's like a huge war too. <laughs> I imagine being like the diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> this poor family is just trying to live through this ridiculous conflict. <laughs> Maybe Walt Disney's the bad guy. Maybe. Yeah, but Disney's not gonna make a movie where Walt <laughs> Disney is the bad guy. That's true. <laughs> We just have to take everything to the most extreme. We're going to get sued get... for this portion of the podcast. The mouse is going to come after us. Right, Good. Oh, that's my biggest concern now, now what's, that I know the truth. What's funny is something else I read is uh, Ronald, Ronald D. Moore wrote a, uh, a script for this, but they, uh, they're like, nah, we're not going to do his version. Probably because it was exactly like this. It was exactly, exactly what we came up with. Even with the giant Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if you get his big comeback to acting. I'm old now. He was in Brother Bear. He's got respect for Disney. I just can't wait for the sweet Johnny Depp cameo. Is Phil Collins in it at all? Does he do the sound? What about Indiana Jones? <laughs> Shit. He's gonna have tons Shia of LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf can play Indiana Jones. Oh God, no! <laughs> Unless he's the main villain and they kill him in a really embarrassing way. I just don't understand how they're gonna make Magic Kingdom because there's so much in Disneyland. What are you gonna focus on? It's it's just such a broad subject. But you know, it's like making a movie called World War Two. I mean, there's except even more so because now you have to deal with all these copyright issues too. Well, I guess they do; they own all of it. So yeah, this weird to think that this Indiana Jones ride is in Disneyland. Yeah. That is weird. I've never understood that. Well, if you're gonna put a ride somewhere, it might as well be Disneyland. I, I suppose. Okay. Well, let's come back to this. The war and for Magic Kingdom. The war for Magic Kingdom. <laughs> oh, there's also that. Uh, that little area that's got all the kids' rides, like Peter Pan. Teacups. Teacups. Right. Mean, it's uh, a small world. They got a huge army. Like, all those children. Children from every nation. Yeah. Uh, and there's, like, the California Adventure dudes, like, whoa, man, this war is sweet. And then it was like, get out of here. No one likes you. <laughs> Does this take place in Anaheim or Florida? Well, I I, I want to say it's it's Disney World. Oh, so bummer. that's even bigger. Then you got like the zoo, and you got Epcot. Epcot. Oh shit! <laughs> we got the internet. You bitch. got the internet, bitch. <laughs> you don't imagine Epcot as being like this really enlightened, like futuristic pacifist society. It's like, come with us, and we will teach you about the presidents. Yeah, but then they, that's what they are like initially, but then. Uh, then at the very end, they come in, riding in like Gandalf at the end of Two Towers. <laughs> well, they're just like... Riding they're just a like, robotic steed. They're taken advantage of so much, like they're abused, and they're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got just, the internet. They just build a robot army. No, shit, the ball is a robot. Transforms. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Why does everything have to be Shia LaBeouf? Stop it. <laughs> All right, I think we need to uh, move ahead to something that we can wrap our minds around a little easier, and that would be Missile Command. Missile Command was an arcade game from the 80s where you move a crosshair over a screen and launch 
counter missiles at enemy missiles before they hit, I guess, the city below. And the deal here is uh, February 2010, or no, uh, 2011, 20th Century Fox acquired the rights to make Missile Command a film. So, thoughts on Missile Command? It just sounds so dumb. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is everyone here played Missile Command? Yeah, no. I don't know it's, if I have. It's pretty fun. I know what it is though, because yeah, it's, you'd be stuck on the ground though. You can't yeah. go into space. You just gotta shoot. Yeah, yeah. Shoot I, missiles that go up and hit. I don't <laughs> see, Colin. I don't think this is a a sci-fi movie like that. I think this is probably set during the Cold War, and Russia's like launching a nuclear assault on the United States. And it's up to this one hot shop, I don't know, war games type wonder kid to <laughs> target all the missiles and shoot them down before America gets nuked. What if, but what about the aliens? So it's like kind of a nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's basically just war games now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Well, that's that's a thing that's kind of confusing about a missile command movie is like all you do is launch missiles. That can't be the whole movie. So I guess making it a ripoff of war games, at least now you kind of have something. It doesn't all have to be action. And it still sounds terrible though. Because the the whole of that game is you have to shoot down the missiles before they hit. I think it's supposed to be a city or something on the yeah. ground, and then. You know, you do better the less of the city that takes damage from the missiles. That's it. That's all there is. That's all you got to work with. I feel like if they made it, they might put a twist on it. I just want to say they put aliens in anything, but they can't put aliens in all of them. Like, there's no aliens in Missile Command, because I'm pretty sure the missiles came from other nations or something like that. This one just sounds so boring. Like, seriously, the only thing appealing about Missile Command is that there's missiles, and then they explode. People like, love explosions. <laughs> and that needs to be a movie. Why? Because Transformers, those movies make more money, you know, per explosion. If they put more <laughs> explosions... There was, like, a chart, right, on, like, the internet that, like, shows the ratio of, like, the gross <laughs> of the Transformers movies, like... Compared to the how many explosions are in each one, <laughs> and that this movie could literally be oh my god, there's missiles coming, we got to shoot them down, and then it's an hour and a half of explosions. <laughs> that sounds awful. They don't even cut back to the characters. There's maybe some voiceover <laughs> you can hear a little bit over the booms of the missiles erupting. I mean, it's deafening. <laughs> the audience goes deaf. It is a ride. You got you got to go to one of those D box theaters, you know, where they like shake your seats and stuff. It's the only way to see Missile Command because you it is you come out of that and you it's the ultimate trip. That movie, go. It's basically yeah. I guess it does say you can make a ninety minute movie with just missiles. Got, but it's just. It's so immersive. They'll like develop like new technology. It'll be like the new avatar. Unless the it's just the coolest shots, like long tracking shots of cameras flying between these missiles as they are shot down by other missiles. Explosions to every side of you, and you feel it, and you see it, and you hear it, and you can you maybe have even to, smell it. You have to go to that that Epcot theater where it's like three hundred sixty degrees. <laughs> there you go. Sure. <laughs> 
You guys even been to Epcot? No. <laughs> I was Sorry. at Epcot when I was very, very ill. <laughs> Best time to go. <laughs> well, I don't think we can say much about Missile Command because I don't think there is much to I say. I think we got it. It's just explosions for it's an hour just, and a half. It's just explosions for an hour I mean, and a half. Let's, let's be real. I think there's a lot of people that would, if they heard, hey, this movie is 90 minutes of explosions. I think people would go. I think they'd be like, oh, yeah. Especially if it's like all this new technology. I'd go if it was like <laughs> cutting edge and stuff like that. Wow. That's sad. What? That I'd go if it was the new Avatar? It's all sad. I don't know. Do you, should, should we just move ahead? Sure. Yes, I was ready to move ahead. If you <laughs> I was ready to move ahead a long time ago. Okay, let's talk about Monopoly. I mean, I think everyone's pretty familiar with uh, Monopoly. So I don't think we need to explain it. I feel like they they missed the window with Monopoly because we're pulling out of the recession a little bit. It's it's not as at the forefront of our thoughts anymore. Now, would you imagine a Monopoly movie being like a comedy? Would they try to make it for kids? No, I I I feel like it's like a drama about the depression with Leonardo DiCaprio, (laughs) but he still plays that Mister Pennybags guy. I don't, like I don't think I don't think he's in it. No, you should at least have Leo DiCaprio like age into that character <laughs> through the like ages. He, it's oh, like J. Edgar, I don't know, I, or there will be blood. He just buys everything up. I just ima- I, I just imagine they like they actually like this is a movie that I feel like they'd actually make really good, despite everyone be like, "This is such a dumb idea." I'm like, "Whoa!" Like maybe like the Social Network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just feel like Monopoly's main audience is is still going to be children, it even though it's it been around for so long. Yeah, but that doesn't mean. So then, is it star Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah, because I just about, imagine him basically that cameo he did on Thirty Rock, where he had the mustache and the yeah. top hat, <laughs> and he's bald. Does he have a tiny little body with a regular sized head? You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe. Rich Uncle Pennybags is a small guy. Yeah. <laughs> And there's the part where he goes to jail and everything. And he can have a talking dog. Hmm? He drives a race car and he wears a shoe. (laughs) Tell me, boy. He He wears a a shoe. And he has a lucky thimble. That he carries in a wheelbarrow. (laughs) I don't know how you fit the wheelbarrow in there. That's kind of a weird one. I guess when he gets super rich, he's got his buddy all in a wheelbarrow. Look how much money I got. Because I own everybody. Well, but the thing about Monopoly is it's not just one guy. He he would have a foil, someone else who's buying up all the property <laughs> yeah. and competing with him. And for some reason, they keep staying at each other's hotels, and it's really bankrupt. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear you've got a new hotel. I'm interested. I just imagine, has songs too. I should imagine he, he drives around, but he's got to stop because he's like out of gas. And the only hotel, like you have to stay in this super expensive hotel. But sometimes you gotta stay, you know, in this hell of shithole, and it's like six bucks. And then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm buying this shit." <laughs> yep, I want a piece of this action. You should be able to get to like make the decisions in the theater, like to give you a little controller. <laughs> 
Should I buy it? Well, that, that would be. We're easy. getting that way too would, innovative. Would have yeah. Consensus. I don't like that for monopoly. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's too I much. was thinking outside. <laughs> it's all right. The bo- outside the board. I see what you did. <laughs> That's dangerous, though. I mean, I always like the idea of monopoly movie being like there will be blood. With Russell Crowe and it being really intense. He could be the bad guy. He could be the guy who has the other hotels and Jim yeah. Carrey has to stay at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay at my hotels? You're going to have to pay the price. So he, the only reason he ended up in this hotel because he's just driving around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his sweet race car. Is that weird. is like the worst conflict I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta, gas, well, we gotta work on hotel. that part. But eventually it's like, I ran out of gas, I need to stay at your hotel. Alright, but you go all pay. And then he has no money, so he's sent to jail. I think that could be it. Like, he starts off, he's just like this regular guy, and he stops in this, like, I guess, Atlantic City, basically. <laughs> and he stays at this guy's hotel, and he sees that he owns, like, everything in the town. And he's like, it's like, I gotta change this. I gotta make this a better place to live. <laughs> so then so I he starts turning tricks everything. at the boardwalk. Yeah, he works his way up so he can take over Russell Crowe's empire. How does the free parking work? Well, get, like, well, if you're going by official Monopoly rules, then nothing happens. Yeah, he just parks the car and goes, "Oh yes, this is very nice." <laughs> nice. I don't know if free parking is gonna have that big a part of the movie, uh, but you know, he wins a beauty pageant and. Uh, I don't know. What are the other chances? <laughs> he's, oh, always, he's always landing on, uh, like luxury tax or whatever, and he's got to like get out his calculator and count all his money so he pays fifteen percent. Ah, yeah. All right, we play some Monopoly. Sure do. We know what's up. Next, <laughs> everything starts going well for him when he passes go. What's go? I think that's his rich aunt dying, giving him money. To start aunt go. <laughs> or the aunt movie just go. starts and just says, go! <laughs> Get out there! Okay, we can move on. And we will be moving on to a very scary game. Now, I've never, been, I've never pronounced it right, so that's why I'm trying to avoid saying the title. It's Ouija, right? Ouija. I always pronounce it wrong. Ouija. I don't know what the Ouija. It just looks like that. It, it ends with an A. Sure Anyways. does. That's how you can tell it's a fancy foreign word because it so, doesn't makes sound sense. like the way it's spelled. So Ouija is basically a bullshit game where you pretend to contact the dead by having them the dead spell out letters and you know spell out words and shit. And this was purchased by Michael Bay. And it was originally planned with a hundred million dollar budget, and then that got brought down to uh, by ninety five percent. So it's so now it's at about five million. million and now they're talking about like some producers on Paranormal Activity were like taking it over and like seeing what they can do with five million for something that was originally one hundred million. <laughs> I'm more intrigued to see the one hundred million dollar <laughs> version because like, what are they gonna do? Just of, tons of sweet ghost effects. Uh, a lot of well, catering. Well, it's got to it's got to open a pathway to another world, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, you can saying contact the dead and go into their world, but then they're like, "Do we really want to be yeah. in this world?" And <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg is single father. <laughs> 
What you guys got there? You got a new board game? And then he unleashes its power and goes to this world where there's ghosts and shit. <laughs> then he gets out. I don't know. Maybe someone else wants it because they want to have the power of the ghost world. There's this creepy old guy who's like, you don't know what you're doing. You're trying to wake the dead. And Mark Wahlberg's like, no, I would oh. never do that. <laughs> But How much he... of this movie is Poltergeist? <laughs> it's not kind of like Poltergeist. <laughs> but do you think like Mark Wahlberg goes into the world and then he gets out and then he wants to go back, or does he just go in? Because he got to save his daughter. Or does he like open a portal and then all this stuff just comes out, like goes and deals? Well, oh, that'd be sweet. Like the movie starts, hey, you're moving it. No, man, you're moving it. And then, <laughs> and then like ghost shows up. No, I was moving it. <laughs> And then just undead, just pouring out the board. Like the end of <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. <laughs> it's like 90 minutes of the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg. He takes his shirt off at some point. So how does he get the board? Well, these things are usually handed out by weird Chinese pawn shops. <laughs> I don't see why that doesn't work here. All right. I suppose. I mean, the the easiest thing is, you know, he's just so sad because his wife's dead and he's got to raise his daughter all on his own. And so, you know, this guy's like, hey, I heard you use a sweet board. Trying to get closure with your wife. He's like, whoa, that's great. I can't wait to try that. But he doesn't doesn't know what he's messing with. uh... I don't know. It, this doesn't really, to me, it's not like a fighting the horror. It's more of a haunting movie, like Paranormal Activity, I guess. It's just a bunch of scary sequences. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of the slow build up. Like, does it even does it have to be just Mark Wahlberg, or can it be a, a more vignette? Just you know, here's all the horrible things that happen to the people who try Ouija boards. Nah, I like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anyone else in this. It is hard to think where it could go. Like, if he summons the ghost once, then, like, what happens after that? Maybe he wants to summon everyone in his life that's died. Maybe he gets, like, addicted to it. Like, to tr- he keeps trying to contact his wife, and his kids are like, No, Dad, you're becoming addicted to Starts it. bring bringing back dead famous people. <laughs> like, who? <laughs> well... I don't know where to begin because there's so many of them. Well, who did you have in mind? Like, what kind of dead people would he bring back? I don't know. Like what? William Shakespeare? Yeah, sure. Uh... <laughs> well, then who? I don't know. We clearly uh, do not have any ideas for this one. Yeah. Nancy, you got any ideas for the Ouija movie? Nothing. Nothing. So I, 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 I guess... think there's a sweet scene where the... The letter finder thing is just moving across the board, writing this really, like, I don't know, just like murder over and over. Well, I guess that's The Shining. Not murder. I feel like it's got to be a really, like, detailed message from someone beyond the grave. He's got to, like, write it all down. It's like, oh, what are they trying to tell me? What I find so weird about this is in Paranormal Activity, there is a scene where, like, you see Ouija board control itself. So, like, that's already been done. So this movie doesn't really have much, like, any... 
It's right. gonna be the exact same thing, basically. So what if we go? Mark what if we go a totally different direction? What if this is like the diving bell and the butterfly? <laughs> he's just, it's a beautiful love story about a man and his dead wife, and she's communicating with him it's one letter at a time. He's like writing I L O. You love, <laughs> honey. I love you too. <laughs> he kisses the board. Sex scene with the board. <laughs> Folds it in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you have sex with a board? Sean just said, fold it in half. <laughs> Does it still work after, you know, he gets it on? After that, he sets the board down and it spells, was it good for you? It's a little messy. <laughs> Is this like near the end of the movie? <laughs> No, this is the, like, like no. yeah. No, the movie has to end with him realizing he has to let go of his wife, obviously. Okay. So he crosses over. <laughs> no, he doesn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> Falls in love with a living woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if he kills himself. <laughs> it's the only way, honey. <laughs> and then he goes to hell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it needs to keep going. As if him killing himself wasn't a doubter ending enough for you. Shows him being tortured in hell. <laughs> in hell, bored have sex with you. That's a rough one. <sighs> okay. I think we exhausted this well. Let's let's move on uh to another board game, Risk. Risk. So Sony Columbia Pictures bought the rights to this in 2009, and there's a script currently being written by John Halavin, the screenwriting genius behind Underworld Awakening. Mm. So I suppose this is one. Are you rooting for just one army, or are these all these armies just trying to take over the world? Like huge ensemble cast. Or would you want it to just be one, uh, like two armies? I'd rather see Lord of the Rings risk. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Well, that you see that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's got to be a bunch of different armies, and they're like really like, like streamlined, like stereotypes of like these certain areas of the world. Like everybody just looks the same for North Africa. Why did I say North Africa? I was going to say North America. <laughs> but all African people look the same. They just cast like one actor in every character in that army or something? Now you're thinking. There's an army of Liam Neeson's or something? There's an army of Jaiman Hansu's. I was going to say the exact same thing. Who's the Australian? <laughs> Mel Gibson? See, then I find it funny. You get this huge advertising <laughs> campaign. I don't know, like Burger King or something. He's like, I'm um, team Western Australia. I'm um, um, team Yakistak or whatever the hell that country is. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen in this movie. Sure, he's Europe. <laughs> well, he's Europe. Right How do we get Liam Neeson in this joint? Fine, he's like the Middle East. He's like Borat, I guess. Okay, now maybe you guys can answer this for me. When does Risk take place? I was imagining being World War Two. I always imagine earlier, like War of eighteen twelve. Yeah, so War of eighteen twelve between Britain and the United States. You just mean like that nineteenth century, basically. Okay. okay, so so this is a movie that's going to be set in the past, and they're like taking ships to get to each other and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, well, people respond to it if it's 
in olden times, you know? I think people just respond yeah, yeah. to sprawling epics in general. Okay. People like Pirates of the Caribbean, which apparently has to be brought up on every podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I already mentioned Johnny Depp when we were talking about yeah, it. You're right. Yeah, you're so, right. So then this one has potential to maybe be a little better than the other ones because it could be like a sweet war movie because – have they ever had a war movie where it's like all the countries? <laughs> no. no, because that's a bad idea, but it'd be fun to see someone try it. I don't know. So does it, thing, is yeah. it follow the troops or is it just like telling the story of these like commanders who are in charge of these massive armies? I oh. think it would focus on the commanders. I don't know if there'd be much room to to give the, the common man's story. Mm-hmm. The common soldier, I guess. I just hope Tom Selleck plays the North American guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Tom Selleck's going to be in that big of a role. Um, going to be someone lame like Dennis Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to go older and go like Harrison Ford. So does, does North That's a America... huge upgrade. <laughs> does North America have its own guy? Or, I mean, does, like, Western... Australia? I think we're doing continents, basically. Because okay. there's too many different little countries yeah. in that game. Yeah. So who would be South America? <laughs> there are no prominent South Americans. Benicio Del Toro, maybe? Where's he from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> South America-ish. Good enough for me. I would prefer to see Luis Guzman in that role. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm doing. I don't think of him as the leader of men. <laughs> I do. Okay. He'll, I'll follow him anywhere. <laughs> Still trying to think of an actor from South America. Cool. We, can we really not think of any Brazilian actor like uh, anyone from City of God? I guess. I feel like Benicio del Toro or Gail Garcia Bernal or something. Could just be some. Latino actor. Yeah, sure. You said that, not me. I'm just saying. I'm just being real. They're just call it a day and get Antonio Banderas. He's <laughs> from Spain. He's from Spain. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> they both start with an S. Spain, South America. That's sound reasoning, right? That's pretty good logic, I think. <laughs> great. What do you think about my advertising campaign where you get by the continent? It's like a Burger King. Sure, Burger King. Why not? Because they're trying to appeal to the young, the you know, the action movie crowd, which is like younger men. Yeah, I could totally tell by their commercials with Jay Leno and Stephen Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant risk commercials with Jay Leno. <laughs> sure, why not? They be in risk. Hell Jay yeah, it's a really good war. I'm really happy about this war I'm fighting. It's going real well. <laughs> a long time ago, when I don't have anything to try. Sean already attempted to do Jay Leno. Just, Aerosmith is just played in the background. <laughs> so Aerosmith does a soundtrack in America. Yeah. <laughs> don't fall asleep. Uh, they, just use that, they just use that song again. <laughs> sure. Was. Is this like a hella pro-America movie? You're only behind America? All the other nations are like e totally evil? Uh, I feel like you can get away with that. <sighs> okay. Because yeah, like we said a few podcasts ago, Hollywood makes most of their money overseas now. 
<laughs> is this movie gonna be six hours long? <laughs> it's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be pretty long. It's be at least, at the least four hours long of the board game. The very least. And the, there's gotta be a scene where some general flips over a table. <laughs> no, this is not happening. This and people are like, yeah, I happening. get it, because that's what I do when I play. Yeah, one of the Asian countries says, this is kind of be happening. <laughs> <laughs> He's that subtitle, just speaks in fractured English. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Chowing fat? Chowing, okay. <laughs> I don't know why Chowing fat has a Japanese accent. <laughs> Well, we got Antonio Manzeros as our It's just all wrong. At least it's the right continent. Yeah. So, risk the movie. There you go. Can't Make wait. it, Hollywood. I don't know where you're going to find the $300 million to make it, but knock <laughs> yourself out. Okay, up next we got one that's one of the more confusing ones, I think, and that's Rubik's Cube, <laughs> that, you know, that old cube puzzle game from the 80s. Now, technically, here's all the all the news on this one. The Creative Arts Agency, uh, CAA, has signed Rubik's Cube as a client. The client is in parentheses to try and shop it around to studios. So there's an agency that's trying to sell this movie. So that's that's basically as far as it's gotten. Now, I, I already pictured this one as a sci-fi one. Like a cube that unlocks the secrets of the universe or something. Uh, so then, actually, no. If it's a cube that unlocks the secret, why not just do Da Vinci Code style? Hmm. Like it's an ancient cube that yeah. unlocks the secrets of the universe. All right. Well, then it, no one ever in history has been smart enough to solve Rubik's cube. <laughs> it was left behind by the genius Carl Urban Rubik's. <laughs> Played by Carl Urban. <laughs> okay. Well, if this is a movie with, like, artifacts and, like, secrets and stuff, I imagine it's starting to close cage. Okay. You just gotta have flashbacks with Carl Urban (laughs) creating... He's he's in, like, ancient Egypt. In the past, in the 80s, and then... Is this, like, an ancient cube, or... Yeah, this is, like, in, like, the 1500s. And Carl Urban... (laughs) Carl Urban Rubik's, played by Carl Urban... My God, I figured out how to end the world. This knowledge can't fall into the wrong hands. Only someone smart enough to break it out of this magical cube I invented is worthy of knowing. I like how he just changes accents <laughs> mid-sentence. That's <laughs> a, a very realistic Carl Urban impression. Well, you know, he's Australian. He's got to struggle with whatever accent he's doing. Yeah, because no one wants to hear Australian accents anymore. Yeah. So is the character working towards the cube, or does he like have it at the starting? Or is he, is he searching I think he, for he it? finds it at the starting, but it's taken away from him before he can solve it because he's like, I, th- I think I got it. But then when or he has oh, it, and oh. each clue he gets like helps him solve. Some it. really old guy that's been trying to keep it a secret forever is like, No, you don't know what you're getting into. I don't know who that guy's played by. Sounds like Ben's Kingsley to me. <laughs> what you just said, Nicholas Cage, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to solve this cube. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. I've been keeping it around my house for 40 years. <laughs> Just in his house? It's on my mantle. <laughs> it's a place that nobody comes to because I have no friends. 
Oh, this is this is super depressing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot like Hugo. It seems like, <laughs> but 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 then it picks up when Nicholas Cage like basically cracks the code and he goes to solve it, but it's been stolen by secret society, whatever that is. Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany Society. <laughs> See now it's way too much like the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> okay, someone like Paul Bettany. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if there is. is. Doug Jones, maybe? (laughs) But he's not allowed to speak in movies. Yeah, Paul Bendy speaks quite a bit. Okay. (laughs) So this is basically just National Treasure. Slash Da Vinci Code. Slash Da Vinci Code. That that has some, I think that has some commercial value. Those movies made loads of money. It has. I mean, if you go into a meeting and say, this is like Da Vinci Code and National Treasure. <laughs> but I think... Like, Here's $100 million. <laughs> <laughs> we just have this briefcase lying around. Michael Bay is just going to start whipping it out. But I, th- I and think... And I mean cash, not his, uh, yeah. you know, genitals. Go on, Sean. <laughs> He'll probably do that later at home. He <laughs> himself to the idea. <laughs> Well, that's the whole story, and then I'll tell everyone about it. Anyway, I think I think the, it's set in the 1980s, right? It has to be, right? Rubik's cube. Yeah, it can't be modern day. Yeah, have all sorts of sweet Rubik's 80s cube is way too 80s. Yeah, I guess. Wouldn't it be funny if the solution at the end is, oh, you can actually just peel all the stickers <laughs> off and put it back together in order? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. It, well, I don't know. I imagine it being like it's like engraved. It's like. Yeah. It doesn't have stickers on it. I don't it. imagine it looks like an 80s Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it was made like the 1500s. I don't imagine it looking like, like it could. There, it could be like kind of colorful, but it's like it's like paint and it's like really like worn down from all the centuries of existence. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. So is that it? Is that is that Rubik's Cube? I hope so. All right. Uh... Moving on, we have Slinky. It's, uh, uh, I don't need to explain Slinky. It's a spring that goes down the stairs. So here's the rumor. Henry Vera Villanueva, the president and CEO of H2V Entertainment, is directing a CGI animated feature tentatively titled Slinky, a magic quilt. A magic quilt? (laughs) Quilt? That's what I quilt. Like a blanket? That's all I read. So I does it read the... even have anything to do with Slinky? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, some involvement. Like the name? <laughs> well, Slinky's a very popular toy. Kids would be like, I know what a Slinky is. I'm going to go see Slinky <laughs> Magic Quilt. Let me, let me check this out to see what this quilt is exactly. <laughs> is, is it like a quilt like that you sew? <laughs> What I imagine for a Slinky movie is, have you guys seen the film Stealth? Okay, so you're going to take this in a totally different direction. <laughs> I remember seeing trailers for it. Slinky the movie sounds like they have something. That movie with like the uh, jet pilots and yeah, one was like a robot. One's a robot. Yeah. It's, it's like a plane that flies itself. And, Jamie Foxx. And they're like, this is the best weapon ever. But then it betrays them and they have to bring it down. So the Slinky, I imagine, it's like, we've invented the ultimate weapon. It has infinite propulsion. 
It can't be stopped as long as it has a slight decline to go down. But then it's out of control and they have to stop it. And it could be. I guess it could be Jamie Foxx. That's about, that's about what he's doing these days. Well, so you said it. the actual plot is it's a magical quilt. I don't know what that means, John. That was just the name. I'm sure it has so something to do with the plot. Is that like a magic carpet, but warmer? You know, the more the more I read about this, I mean, has anyone ever heard of H2V Entertainment? No. This sounds like straight to DVD. Probably is. <laughs> I've just uncovered more information. The main character is, this is, comes from the guy who owns H2V. The main character is a big Indiana Jones type slinky. And uh, oh, okay. he's on an adventurous quest. So but it's he, a character-driven film, like Ice Age. So he is a slinky. <laughs> yeah, the character is a slinky. How do you anthropomorphize <laughs> a slinky? How do you, how do you make that a relatable eyes, he, thing? Like, arms that he jumps Where do you put eyes on a slinky? Like googly eyes on the top of the slinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe they'll do it like it's a slinky animal. Like the top part is an animal and then there's like slinky dog. Mm-hmm. No. But that's already been done. So I mean, it's, it's that, I mean that they already had a Slinky in Toy Story. This is also a Slinky, so I don't see why it can't be. Because there are Slinkies that are animals. Yeah, like in Toy Story. Yeah, there are there are other ones. I don't think so. I think they'll do it. Just a normal Slinky. They'll just be a normal Slinky. Yeah, because what you're talking about makes way too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at googly eyes, and they'll have some really shitty, like B-list actor or something. Have like Not Chris D-list, Klein like, or something, like D-list, like Alan Thick. Aw, <laughs> Alan Thick can't play Slinky. He's got to be like Slinky's dad. Yeah, that's why, man. He'd be like a background uh, character, and Alan Thick is Slinky's dad. Will Sean Connery be in it? The voice <laughs> of Slinky, because <laughs> he's in that. What was that movie he was in? That really shitty looking CGI movie. I just remember the subtitle was like the world's greatest granddad. He's like, they're destroying the dam. Stop <laughs> <laughs> it. He rides a skateboard. Dude, that looked awful. I imagine, yeah, Slinky's going to be that caliber, so he could have very well have It's Josh got Sean Connery. Connery's voice and Alan Thicke's body. Wait, so there's people? It's not CG? Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a base? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, they motion capture Alan <laughs> Did you literally just say a movie's gonna motion capture Alan Thick? Acting as a slinky. <laughs> Jumping up and crumpling down. Just to think that that sentence would ever get said. <laughs> Alan Thick is going to be... Uh, Alright, so- Alan, this time we need you to jump headfirst down the stairs and then backflip out of it. <laughs> I've never seen it's like 60 years old. <laughs> but he's got a lot of commercial appeal. Alan Thick in Slinky. Rolling into theaters this Colin fall. is literally dying. <laughs> Imagine this old guy jumping around. Oh, <laughs> Just does it for me. He's in a skin tight green suit. <laughs> okay. I think we've taken that as far as it can go. Speaking of reaching the limit, how about Stretch Armstrong, John? I, I'm. This is one of the first ones you told me about. Yeah, this one, 
is one of the ones that sounds like a go and it's got it's gonna have taylor watner from the you know twilight movies i guess as stretch armstrong and he'll be a man who can stretch and i imagine a lot of bad penis jokes how many you think less than 20 more than 20 I have less than 20 (laughs) more than 20 (laughs) people I don't know. What else are they going to talk about in this movie? It's like, I can stretch. Why didn't you stretch in the one place where it counts? <laughs> Why is it Your a man? Heart. You keep doing manly voices. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another man that goes to a... It's a groundbreaking... A <laughs> or he's like, I got a big penis. He's like, that's a stretch. Okay, that one wasn't as good. So answer me this. Are, are, are we making Stretch Armstrong gay? Is that what you're saying? No. We're getting way off track. we got to make this like it's the actual movie. So do you uh, think he's okay. created in a lab or he was like in an accident that made him stretchy? Is he a superhero? So. He's Well, he's, I imagine it being like hella slick, like, like sweet, like secret agents and stuff. Like, you know, like Force Whitaker's trying to track him down. How far can he stretch? Is there a scene like, where he stretches all the way around the world? No, I, I feel I like... I scratch myself on the back. The only way I know how. <laughs> I feel like the, um... There's gotta be one part where he gets cut open and all this, like, goo comes out. Like, it, like, <laughs> like if you actually cut open a Stretch Armstrong he doll. Gets, yeah, he gets, like, sliced in the gut. He's like, ugh! <laughs> He's gotta, like, push him back in. <laughs> Then he has to have his doctor friend perform surgery on him. Sew him back up. Yeah. Maybe he's got to stop two, like, missiles at the same time, and they're in, like, two separate parts of the world, and he has to stretch himself so much. It's the dilemma from the Superman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But how does he come in contact with these powers? Is he just, like, some, like, high school kid, and he goes to some lab or something? Radioactive goop. <laughs> he touches some radioactive goop, like on a field trip. Yeah, that John Turturro created. He's like, don't touch my radioactive goop. <laughs> and then he's so got it, and he first uses it to his advantage, like touching girls. I feel like the more stuff. realistic, like the movie, like the more real chance it has to be made, like the dumber it is. And we came up like, don't wake daddy. That's a, that's brilliant. <laughs> So how, what's realistic for you? How does Stretch Armstrong get his powers realistically? No, I'm is just he just saying born like, that way? Realistically, like the, like this movie is being made. This movie is being made with Taylor Lautner. As yeah, far I know. As we know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, the more like realistic the idea to make this movie, like the the worse of an idea it is. Yeah, I don't know what the idea is, though. All I know about Stretch Armstrong is he has stretchy arms, and I think he might also have stretchy legs, but I can't remember if that's oh, true he, he totally does. He just oh, doesn't yeah. have a stretchy midsection, but... Does he have a stretchy neck? Ooh. The toy didn't, but I think they could make an exception. I feel like they would. Because Taylor Lockton has got a pretty ripped neck. I'm sure they want to take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. And this one, it's so perfect for 3D. Yeah, Stretch God. it out. Yeah. Just like all the time. Oh, God. It'd be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you like to see a stretch out penis joke? 
Why are there so many penis jokes? <laughs> I feel like That's this is the a funniest kid's part movie. of your body that you can stretch. Eh, it could be like PG thirteen. No, no one is seeing a Stretch Armstrong movie that's over 13 years old. No, no one who's under, under 13 th- knows what Stretch Armstrong so, is. So you're yeah, but they'll do R? a big campaign. They'll bring him back. They'll sell the dolls again. It'll be a new toy. You know. Yeah, well, probably. That sucks, though. What's your proposal, it's, then, for this? The proposal is less penis jokes. <laughs> like for little kids? I just imagine a Stretch Armstrong movie is for kids, not like no one... <laughs> Our age is going to see Stretch Armstrong with Taylor Law. Oh, maybe they will. Well, yeah, because he appeals to the Twilight crowd. So, yeah, but I don't think Stretch Armstrong appeals to the Twilight crowd. I think they'll make him cool, like Max Payne or something. <laughs> He's got a dark past. Is there a video game? It could be. There will be. This is hell gonna be. Peaceful. It's gonna have. It's gonna have sweet motion controls. We throw your hand out with. <laughs> Like on connect. Can we stop talking about this? This is so bad. This is like beyond bad. It's funny because this is the one that's most likely to be made on our whole list. I just want to see Don't Wake Daddy. All right. Before that, though, you guys remember how they're trying to make a Johnny Bravo movie with The Rock? Yeah. That that happened yet? I don't think so. Aww. Too bad though. They should do well, that. Johnny Bravo's a funny guy. Well, that's good, because I think The Rock would be perfect for the next movie. I, I think The Rock would be perfect for Johnny Bravo 2. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Viewmaster. Oh, yes, Viewmaster. The signature. Now, I imagine The Rock. This is like Journey <laughs> to Mysterious Island or something. And he's like, he sees into like magical worlds or something. And he wants to go there. <laughs> I th- see this one is one of the more confusing ones I think he stumbles a pro- upon a pornographic uh, slide there's lots of penis jokes so the the rock is horribly handicapped he's completely paralyzed but when he looks through <laughs> so hard to imagine this huge ripped guy <laughs> well they CG down his body like they did in Captain yeah, America he's all a frail but when he looks at the Viewmaster, he can imagine going on African safaris and visiting the zoo. And Does he imagine it, or does it really happen? Well, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> the rock is completely paralyzed, and he gets a Viewmaster, and then he like there's these fantasy no, sequences. No, no, no. Okay, they wheel in. They're like, Mr. Rock, you have to see this amazing device. His name is, the, is Mr. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Here's that Dr. Rock. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Rock, we finished your invention, the Viewmaster. And then they plug him into it, and you know, from there you're not sure if this is reality or if this is just in his imagination. <laughs> but he has his body back, and he's you know, all ripped again, and he's going on safari. Like, so is it- look at that lion! Look at that igloo! So, so it's like it- Avatar in the Matrix. Is I it- think it is, it is like you think he's going into it, though. They put you under that illusion. <laughs> The ending's just basically Brazil. Where he's no. Sitting. No, no. So, so it's like Avatar meets the Matrix meets Total Recall. Yes, yes. <laughs> so did did he? I totally get it. Did he used to like? Was there an accident where he like lost his ripness, or was he always? <laughs> he, was just, he was just paralyzed. So you know he can't work out when you're paralyzed, and it goes away, wears out. So did they like show the accident? Maybe. In a flashback or I don't know. I think you could probably just get by just you know, saying this is who you are. 
Uh, you could show, like, I don't know. He, like, walked in on his parents making love, and then he <laughs> fell down some stairs. And then that's why he's so afraid of the porno slide. <laughs> Did you all have porno slides when you remastered? <laughs> I didn't have one. You missed out, huh? I wonder if you could order those. Can you order porno slides for a viewmaster? Here, let me look on this <laughs> computer at my work. On Craigslist. Ooh, order some porno viewmaster slides. Take me there. I'm sure I it's really sorry, classy, though. Oh, those viewmaster guys. They're, they're classy people. Oh, yeah. Do you want to add anything else uh, to that, Sean? I would imagine it was boobs only. No, no vagina. <laughs> Softcore. <laughs> No, we don't have to make Viewmaster the movie porno. I just wondering if you had anything to add to your sweet rock fantasy storyline. Well, that's that's the Viewmaster movie I envision. I mean, the other the other one you could do is you know, uh, I mean, you can take the Viewmaster in a lot of directions because it's just you just make it. Here's the thing you put on your face, and it lets you see things. So you know, it could be like They Live, where you put the Viewmaster on and you can see the truth that aliens run the city, or it could be like a sci-fi movie. Where you put the Viewmaster on and you become cyborg super warrior. It's whatever you want it to be because it's a fucking dumb idea to make a movie. <laughs> uh, on that note, should we get to the list? <laughs> Are we going to make a list for this? I think, yeah. Uh, we, we've heard all the nominees. Uh, Don't Wig Daddy doesn't qualify because it's not an actual threat yet. And it's too good of an idea to make the list. <laughs> I don't know that the slinky one sounds legit. It sounds like the guy who's doing it is just some random guy who probably has some really shitty studio. Yeah, let's, you know, let's take Slinky off. It it just it's not gonna be in theaters or anything. It's so. gonna see Slinky the movie in theaters. The only other two that I thought seemed all right were Monopoly and Risk. Like I don't yeah. think Asteroids is so bad. Yeah, those were pr like pretty cool ideas, actually. <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, probably Risk or Asteroids is the one that I wouldn't mind so much. What about Monopoly? I feel like Monopoly's kind of stupid. Just because yeah. it stars Jim Carrey and whatever. I, I would say you know, my version had Leo DiCaprio. I thought my version was pretty cool until you guys like made it this directly <laughs> literal transition of Monopoly. So let's well, either either way, it'd be towards the bottom of the list because you'd kind of want to see. Yeah, it, right? let's let's give let's give risk the bump, right? Because that's just let's yeah. make a generic war movie and call it risk. Yeah, okay. not so crazy. And that's and, it, right? That's ten, and it costs hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> How many do we have? Oh, we got ten now. We're not okay, we got risk ten. On. Okay, so uh, so Monopoly and Asteroids, we said were the ones that are low down. I think Monopoly is less offensive than Asteroids. I feel like I may even, like, just... Be, I'd be more curious to actually see Monopoly. Just see what they do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that'd be, like, that'd be 10. And then probably Asteroids at 9. I feel like if Asteroids was made instead of Battleship with our idea... Like, where would you put Battleship on this list? It wouldn't be that high up, but... I mean, that would still be on the list. Our asteroids, that was the one with Dennis Quaid, right? Yeah. yeah and Nick Nolte as the Nick... spirit asteroid ghost or whatever. <laughs> Slash his father. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to make that movie, but I imagine 
any asteroids movie they make will be a pretty inoffensive CG space action movie. And you're all about space, Sean, right? I am all about space. Even when it's not done that well. Yeah. Sean, what do you think about those Washington Lottery commercials? <laughs> Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with most of them. Would you go to space? Would is, you have like? Is a, there one where he goes to space? You, I remember there's the, one where the guys joust on segways. There's a there's um, no, maybe, these are like bicycle. These are newer ones. There's a one where it's just a view of someone looking out a like an airplane window, but they're the airplane's going away from Earth into yeah. space. Ah. And then there's another one where this guy's like in a shopping cart. Me and Colin were watching the Mariner game <laughs> yeah. the other day, and we're like, oh, this like these commercials are like what Sean would do if he won the lottery. There's like you know, he's got a shopping cart and he takes out his keys and goes doot doot and it's like this Gundam thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. A dubstep starts playing. <laughs> Transformer. Yeah. Uh, no, really I, interesting it, hearing that considering I have absolutely no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't blow all of my lottery winnings on one thing. Well, obviously you've gone to space and giant robot. You wouldn't do that. If I, I get to do both of those things. Do yeah. I also get the conjoined motorcycle? <laughs> I don't know not, what that is. Who are you going to get to ride it with you? <laughs> I just ride in the middle. <laughs> All over. I'd be the most lonely guy on the planet. <laughs> My five-seat motorcycle would <laughs> be just riding in the middle. Uh, okay, back to are the we, list. Are we talking about asteroids? Uh, no. no. That was a good five minutes ago that we were talking about asteroids. Um, Hot Wheels didn't really bother me. Yeah, so... Kind of cool, it's just because of the big things that the cars go. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the giant turbines and the the shocking twist ending. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not going to deliver on that, but they will deliver on cool, cool looking race cars going through loop de loops. And isn't that enough? No, but it's a start. Um. <laughs> are all so stupid. <laughs> missile, missile Command sounds kind of, you know, inoffensive. Yeah. I know it's just going to be an action it's, movie. It's just going to be missiles. war games again. Yeah. You know, that's, big whoop. That's it, right? Missile Command, what makes it cool is that, you know, that's a game that came out during the Cold War that, you know, actually lives up to that Cold War fear of like, oh shit, the, the missiles are coming. We're gonna, all going to die. They could make it okay, maybe. If they live up to that. They live up to that, which they won't. No. <laughs> but they should. Okay. <laughs> These are getting pretty stupid. I'm thinking uh, Ouija, probably for me. Yeah, I'd go Ouija. Okay. Yeah, it was going to happen anyways. There's some potential there. I mean, you said it's in the hands of the paranormal activity guys anyway. Well, some paranormal activity guy. I don't know. <laughs> Had some connection. Th- this with guy the that saw paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, do that. Sweet idea. So... Then maybe Magic Kingdom. I'm all about Magic Kingdom. <laughs> well, I'm all about our Magic Kingdom. This John Favre is gonna be. I mean, how bad I mean, can he, it be? He did Zathura. Yeah, he knows his board games, I suppose. <laughs> I guess we can we can probably put that in next. Books written about fictional board games. I suppose it. Has I don't know. Some I think potential. Magic Kingdom bothers me more than Candyland. Because Candyland, I just like. Oh yeah, they're gonna make some dumb CG kids movie. At right. least Candyland is like a specific idea. You know, there's a world, there's a setting. Like, Magic Kingdom is so all over the place. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The like, concept is so confusing and broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's Happy Madison, and that's what makes Candyland so fucked up. <laughs> but 
I'm going to assume Adam Sandler is going to have some class and not make a weird adult Candyland movie. He'll just he'll do the right thing and make it a lame CG kids film. If you can call that the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Candyland at number five and Magic Kingdom at number four. Is that what we're saying? That's what I'd say. Okay. So, uh, three so remain. Probably Stretch Armstrong. At least, like, it's an idea. Like, at least it has, like, a person. There's a character with an ability. Like, the other two we have... These are just objects with no story. They're not... Yeah, there's nothing here. There's really nothing to work with. It's just Stretch Armstrong's... Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of hoping for Stretch Armstrong to be number one just because... Because it's going to be real. It's going to be real. And you just hear Stretch Armstrong in the movie and... You, that's the stupidest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> stretch Armstrong. <laughs> I'm also just call it like stretch. Stretch. Or strong. Nah. That's too good. You see, now that people aren't going to know what it is, they got to. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got, Isn't that the key to these movies, though? Like, <laughs> like, they're trying to disguise the fact that Battleship isn't a movie about aliens. <laughs> They're Very tr- subtly. The, the whole thing with these movies is just getting people to have that reaction. Ah, yes, I know what that is. I'll go see that in theaters. Ah, yes, I paid $20 for a Stretch Armstrong action figure. What's $8 to see the Stretch Armstrong movie? Really, it's like I'd be wasting money not to go. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. How come Hungry Hungry Hippos didn't make the list? <laughs> Because there's not really any speculation. No looming threat. They already made the Hunger Games. What what more do you need? I just saw like an awesome picture on the internet of like, uh, like a hip. It was like the battleship trailer, except it was a giant hippo like coming out of the ocean. I saw that poster. I thought it was very poorly photoshopped. <laughs> that was awesome. It's an awesome idea. If the hippo's that big. But <laughs> not an awesome poster. So Stretch Armstrong at number three. I don't know. I'd be okay with being number one. I guess it is like a real threat, you know? Like like these other ones, like even though people bought the rights, are we seriously ever going to see a Rubik's Cube or a Viewmaster movie? Are those actual things that can I'd happen? I'd like to see our versions. They're really intricate. I prefer our Rubik's Cube to our Viewmaster. I feel like, yeah, Rubik's Cube then can be like three, right? Yeah. If we're going to put Stretch Armstrong at one. Yeah, let's do that. Rubik's Cube 3, Viewmaster 2. I mean, Stretch Armstrong just has the most information on it. You know, it's got producer, it's got studio, it's got a writer and uh, who's saying that he's going to make it really serious. <laughs> that idiot. <laughs> it's, it's some guy who uh, wrote the Manchurian Candidate remake. Wow. And... Oh man, Brian Grazer's producing. The original, s- oh man, the original screenplay was by Nicholas Stoller. You probably put a- some penis jokes in there. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have Jason Siegel, I bet. <laughs> you probably see his penis in that version. I would so see. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason Siegel in a Stretch Armstrong comedy would have been brilliant, but no, we're getting Taylor Lautner. In a serious Stretch Armstrong movie. <laughs> yeah. It's... This is our future landscape of movies. And it's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. It's pretty bad. 
Well, that's our list. Do you right. want to read yeah. it off, Sean? Our top ten movies that America will be making into blockbusters <laughs> in the near future. It's not Number what it's t- called, but <laughs> <laughs> do that over again, Sean. <sighs> I can't just lie to the people, Colin. Our top ten child's play things that should never be movies. Number ten, Monopoly. Number nine, Asteroids. Number eight, Hot Wheels. Number seven, Missile Command. Number six, Ouija. Number five, Candyland. Number four, The Magic Kingdom. Number three, A Rubik's Cube. Number two, Viewmasters. And number one, Stretch Armstrong. Stupid, don't do it. But if you want to do something, why don't you head over to MildlyPleased.com and give us some feedback. You can even listen to other shows if you don't like iTunes. Uh, We've been Top 10 Thursdays. We'll see you next week. Bye.